You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Mick, and you are listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. I am on the line with Walker. He has a new album out called Few. Walker, how are you doing today? I'm good. Now, as I understand, you've lived all over the country, but you currently reside in Chicago. How did you end up in the Second City? Uh, the short answer is that um, basically my best friend, Jonathan, uh, lives here and attended the University of Chicago, and he convinced me to move. The way I ended up here was that I grew up in Los Angeles, and then I moved across the country to the East Coast to study music production at NYU. And then I graduated into the pandemic in New York, and New York, you know, wasn't the best place in the world at that time, so I was pretty ready to go. And Chicago presented itself to me, and so I decided to give it a try. How are you liking it so far? I love it. Yeah, I'm feeling very rooted here. Um, I have great friends. I really love the work that I'm doing, musically speaking, and I like the people in Chicago a lot. Now, when you say the work that you're doing, are you talking specifically about your recording, or are you talking about some other music-related activities that you're involved in? It, yeah, it's kind of a hodgepodge of things because I'm a working musician in, in addition to being a recording artist, so I do mean that I'm proud of the work that I'm doing recording, which I do at home, um, and I think I've progressed a lot with that in the two years since I moved here. But it also means that I'm happy with the work that I'm doing as a working musician. So I like the places I'm playing. I like the musicians I'm playing with. I like the students that I'm teaching. Um, kind of all these different things that I do as a working musician. So how would you describe your sound? Because I feel like it fits into a lot of boxes. It's a good question. I mean, I, I, th I think part of the reason that people from a lot of different areas seem to like my music and that, you know, sometimes it fits on playlists that are just playlists for background music and other times it fits on pop and R&B playlists. And it's, it's just that, like, I'm interested in a lot of different things. I think that all get kind of condensed into the work that I make, you know, so I love pop music. That's my main love. I mean, you know, Paul McCartney and the popular soul music of the 70s, you know, the Beatles and all that stuff, like Stevie Wonder. Like, I, I love all that stuff. But I also mostly practice as a musician and listen to jazz. I almost exclusively listen to jazz. So then there's an element of that in what I do. Uh, but then I'm also a guitar player and I love folk music and finger picking and stuff. So I think I just have this pretty broad range of interests. And, uh, you know, I'm, I make an effort to make my music inviting and kind of warm and open to the listener. And I, I think that the fact that I kind of condense all these different interests into this one pop sound maybe is what makes it appeal to all these different people. Of course, for me, I don't view it that way. I just view it as making music that I love and that I'm proud of and trying my best and then sharing it. So if you were to, and I am going to pin you down on this, if you were to come up with maybe one or two words that you could live with as a label for your sound, what would that be? One or two words. Whew. Okay. Um, maybe soulful pop. Okay. Yeah. You know what? We're going to write Spotify about that. <laughs> see if we can get that as, as your genre tag. Yeah. No, I, I can I can definitely see that. I 
think for me, a lot of my, I, I kind of mentioned this before, but a lot of my favorite artists are these highly, sometimes esoteric people. Like if you read about the biography of a person like Paul McCartney or Louis Armstrong, you realize that they're actually quite weird a lot of times. They have weird habits and mannerisms and fixations and things. But their music at the same time, I think is very, very biting is the word that I use. And that I think it, the music takes an interest in welcoming the listener in and saying, come in, sit down. This is beautiful music and it speaks to, you know, some sort of universality or something. And I think that that's what I really love about their music. And it's something that I've made an effort to discover in my own musical process. And it's my hope that the work that I make while it is specific is broadly inviting in the same way that my hero's music is. Now, you're also self-taught, as I understand. And I think that that's really interesting, seeing as part of what you do for a living now is teaching music to other people. I think that one of the disadvantages of having a teacher or or having a pedagogical kind of institution that you learn music from is that you can kind of learn rules that don't serve you. For instance, I'm not much of a concerted practicer. I tend to go into long spurts of obsessive practice every few months where I learn a lot and then I don't really practice rigorously or consistently. Now that that's more or less the opposite, I think, of what most music schools would preach in terms of an approach to learning an instrument. But it's what seems to emerge naturally for me as a learner. And so my thing as a teacher is in the same way trying to help my students understand what their natural learning style is and not to fight that learning style with some sort of, you know, rigorous kind of set of rules that they're going to apply on themselves and that they'll feel guilty about if they don't live up to those rules. So I don't preach a lack of rigor, but I do preach a gentleness and a willingness to understand understand oneself individually rather than focusing on a set of explicit rules. And I think that that's what I liked about teaching myself guitar and singing. And it's what I try to bring to my students. I feel like one of the hardest things that musicians encounter is really getting to know themselves and understanding what style is going to work for them when it comes to not only learning their instrument, but then also producing original music that they are proud of. How do you encourage this understanding in your students? That's a great question. I think I really preach an absence of neuroticism from the learning process. I encourage my students to express whatever anxiety they feel about the process of learning something and maybe hoping to be great at something and not knowing if they will be, not practicing as much as they want to practice. I encourage them to maybe express the anxiety they have about that, but not to identify with that anxiety such that they view it as the truth, if that makes sense. I don't know. I, th I think the more relaxed you are about the whole process, and the more accepting you are, the more gentle you are with yourself, the more you give yourself the opportunity to learn and experience what your natural way of doing things is. So when it comes to yourself, how do you apply your own pedagogical methods to your own practice and understanding of your music? Or is that is that something that you're still trying to learn how to do? It's, man, I'm always learning. I go into periods of trying to make music that I think other people will like. And then I come out of that and I say, well, okay, that's one angle of this, but what do you want to make? What are you interested in? You know, and, and I encourage myself to kind of get back into an authentic process again. It happens all the time. It's this continuous conversation and change that happens within myself. But the main thing I try to do is just follow joy, because for me, joy is the is my muse. So I, I just try to live well and be happy, and and then then I tend to make music if I'm if I'm happy. Why you said you leave?
Um, I'm guessing that you put a lot of joy into your, I believe it's your debut, Few. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the process for making that album? Um, I believe you played most, if not all, the instruments on it. I played most of the stuff. There were a couple instruments that I, that I don't play that are on the record. So there's a cello part on one of the songs and a trumpet part on another. Um, but the rest of it I did, and I did kind of alone uh, in my apartment where my roommate and I have a, a pretty nice little home setup. And I think the way I usually talk about it is like almost as I've always hated keeping a diary, but it was kind of like a every every day I'd kind of make a diary entry in the form of a recording. So just however I was feeling that day, whatever I wanted to do recording, I'd give it a shot and I'd, I'd kind of just improvise a recording from scratch. I didn't write very many songs before starting to record them. I'd sort of write the song while recording. I'd just kind of put the mics up and kind of give it a shot. And I did that for six months or a little more and then at the end of it i had enough songs that fit together that i thought okay well i've got an album okay so your process is to strike while the iron's hot yeah i i try, I try not to get like too crazy about it and be like i have to finish this song immediately but yeah i'm, I'm not an editor i'm not a revisor i just kind of make something while i feel like making something and it tends to go quick and i tend to not worry too much about structure or whether a certain section is good enough for anything. I tend to just work with what I have, finish the song, and then make another one tomorrow. So now that I have an idea of what your process is like, there's one song that I want you to comment on, and that is one of the last songs on your album, Few. I'm going back to California. Is that ultimately the plan? I thought you were enjoying yourself in Chicago. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a metaphor. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm from California. I grew up in California. My childhood was there. And it's about in kind of the metaphor and in the fantasy that this song is. I'm going back to California. I'm going back into my past. I'm going to that place where I grew up. And I'm going back to that old self that I was when I was that age, when I was a child. That's more of what it was about. Mm, okay, so it's more of a navel gazing exercise. <laughs> you could put it like that, yeah. I'm going back to California If it's the last thing that I do And I'm going to take him by the hand Tell him, come on kid, you got some work to do Well, do you have anything else that you want to add? Anything that you're working on that you want to mention before uh, before we sign off? Yeah, um, I'm going to be putting out a slew of singles monthly for a new project. So I'll just be pivoting right away to putting out new music. And I just would advise that if people like the record, that they be on the lookout for that other stuff because I think it's really good. Okay, cool. Well, Walker, this has been a really delightful conversation. Thank you for making time to speak with me for the Trip Radio Artist Interview Series. Uh, Again, this is Mick speaking with Walker. Thanks again for your time today. It was a pleasure talking to you, man. You might feel things This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.